We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to RotoWire's Wednesday NBA DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm Joe Bartle and joined alongside me once again is Ben Miller. Ben, we actually had a good day. We actually had a good day last podcast. Finally. Finally. It feels like forever. Normally one of us is on, one of us is off. Every once in a while we're both off. That happens more often than not. It feels right, like at right. times. But we, we had some pretty good lineups set for Monday's, uh, what was it, eight game slate eight here? Eight game, yep. And, uh, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, Giannis was your main guy. He was your lineup builder for Monday. He did not do well. Everyone no. else did pretty darn well for your squad. There's a couple of guys that really exceeded expectations, I think. Yeah, Giannis only had 34 Fando points, so that was a huge, huge bummer. But we had, like, we, we talked about Aldridge a lot, and Aldridge went off. He almost had 50. Um, you know, Sergi Baca was another guy I had that had, had 47. Turner was huge in that first quarter. He had 23 like tw- points yeah. in the first quarter against right. the Bucks. Still only finished with 37. I mean, you would love to see like 50 off that. But um, yeah, it was a good day. I think I finished with 303. But 
you, yes. uh, you, you had to take over here tonight. Mr. 250 <laughs> went over 250. Even with Anthony Davis missing most of the fourth quarter with whatever injury was hurting him this day. Right. Uh, and I say this day because it's every single day that it feels like something different. And you mentioned that. You pointed out. And you made sure to tweet at me <laughs> when the inevitable did happen and Davis did get hurt. But even with the injury... I was able to get over on the 325 mark, and that was a lot because of Juwan Evans. Juwan, yeah, who and you I, were talking I was down. complete, <laughs> completely incorrect on that. I'll take that. That hurts. <laughs> it hurts, but I'll, I'll take. And I'll then take blame. Not, not just Evans, but also Avery Bradley too, who I was really high on. I thought would do pretty well, and lo and behold, he drops 40 points, and you were like, "Stay away, stay away." That one I still don't feel bad about. I, I, I still don't <laughs> think anything of Avery, Avery Bradley. Juwan Evans. I sh- oh man, that's that's just tough too. I, I, it's tough. <laughs> well, I think it speaks to the fact that we're finally getting into the rhythm of things. Football is over with. We can focus a little bit more on the DFS aspects of basketball and kind of get strategies down that we like. I'm really intrigued by today's 11 game slate. I think there's a lot of different interesting aspects that we can do. You have a lot of different de- different decisions as to who you want to pay up for on FanDuel. I think that conversation begins and ends with what you want to do at the point guard spot of the 10,000 plus guys that are on Wednesday's game. Wednesday's uh, 11 game slate we're looking at three Russell Westbrook Chris Paul I gotta make sure I had the uh, Russell Westbrook Chris Paul and Steph Steph Curry who you just told me right before we came on air might be an injury wise but that's that's different conversation yeah yeah. those three guys are all over 10,000 there's only eight 10,000 plus guys on the slate altogether so that's a good 20 or 33% of that spot is going to the point guards. And oh, by the way, there's also 4,500 guys and under that you might like. And there's some mid tier 7,000, 6,000 guys too. Where you want to go with your Wednesday slate depends solely on what you are going to do at point guard. Yeah. And I think, I think it stems first off. If, if you want to pay for one of those top three guys, I mean, that that's, that to me is what you're, what you're looking at right away. Steph Curry. Uh, I just saw a couple of tweets. It was, it was talking about how he, he may have slipped a little bit and shoot around there. Um, so he could have an injury. I think he's being evaluated. That's not something that's that's come out completely yet. So we may not find out that for another for for another couple hours here. Um, so I'll probably be avoiding that situation. Um, but I honestly, I, I'm not, I'm not on those top three guys. I, I like the mid tier. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is a guy I really like. Um, the Nets are going to be without both uh, Alan Crabb and um, Damari Carroll. So that's, that's more shots, more, more usage for Dinwiddie. Um, another mid tier guy I, I kind of like is Goran Dragic as well. I mean, the Heat have like zero bodies available right now. Um, so he's got to play like 38 minutes. Um, and then you mentioned there's, there's also some cheaper guys too. So there's, there's, just guys all over the place. I prefer the mid-tier with point guards. And even on the higher mid-tier, and this is a guy that I've been targeting all season long, and he really hasn't let me down for the most part. Chris Dunn, 7,900 right now on FanDuel for his point guard spot. And the guys you mentioned, Dinwiddie at 7,200, and then moving all the way down to 6,500 for Drogic. That's that's a wide swath that we're picking from yeah, when we yeah. say mid-tier, quote-unquote. But I still feel like, given the upper echelon of point guards available, Dunn still fits in that category of mid-tier. Going against the Knicks squad that really struggles defensively at the guards, I mean, both point guard and shooting yeah. guard. And Dunn, he has to be the offense. I think this is kind of a... A slobber knocker, knock you out kind of game where both teams get over 100, but just barely, and it ends up going into overtime <laughs> or something like that. And there's going to be at least three shots to go over the backboard kind of deal. Yeah. Like, I just, it's going to be ugly. But I really think Chris Dunn, if not point wise, is going to get you some points with the, or get FanDuel points with the rebounds, assists, steals. I love him at 7,900. I agree with you. I'm not going the direction of Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, or Chris Paul, even if Curry were healthy. 
and I recognize he's going against the Clippers. That's yeah. normally a good matchup. I think there's a lot of value to be had at the point guard spot. First and foremost being Shabazz Napier. We've not had a podcast yet where we've been able to take advantage of Napier being the starting point guard right, yeah. with Lillard out. This is kind of our first time getting to deal with that. And lo and behold, we don't know yet for certain if Lillard will be out. He is a, a true questionable call at this point. Yep. So he's 4,200 at the point guard spot. If he, well, if Lillard's out, Napier has to be in there. And I don't care how chalky that ends up being. Even if he gets close to 25 FanDuel points, you need to have him in your tournaments. You need to have him in your double ups. I don't think that's a conversation, right? It worries me a little bit that he's going up against Chris Paul. That's the only thing where I, I slightly hesitate here, you know, just because Paul is such a good defender. But again, he's only 4,200. Like, that's that's so cheap for a guy that's going to be getting 34 or 35 minutes. It's a minutes. fantastic salary break yeah. at a, a position that there's going to be a lot of diversity there overall, given all the high-priced guys and medium-priced guys. Yeah. And if, let's say, for whatever the reason, Lillard does play, okay, so Napier out of the equation. You still have Juwan Evans, who is actually 400 less than what we were talking about on Monday. He's at 47 on the price tag going against the Warriors again. Warriors are Warriors, so I recognize that's not the great matchup. You have a Jared Jack at 4,500 who's $200 or $300 more than Napier, but going against a Bulls team that also, by the way, struggles to stop any sort of guard play whatsoever. I like all of those guys as cheaper options that if you want to get a salary break, that's the spot to go. Yeah, if you if you're definitely if you're looking for that salary break, you can't you can't fit in those top three guys or some mid tier. I could I could definitely see cases being made for Juwan Evans, Jared Jack, um, and and definitely Napier. Napier being the most intriguing one, obviously. You know, he's had a two straight thirty plus Fanduel point outings, so he's put up the numbers and at forty two hundred, that's that's pretty nice. I, I think it's I think that's the discussion point. Like that's again where your lineup begins and ends is what you want to do at the point guard spot. For Wednesday's 11 game slate let's get to some of the injuries let's kind of get into more of that conversation and we'll get to our lineups as well as we get closer to the end of the podcast let's start first with the heat pacers seven o'clock eastern time tip off i think this has a bit of sneaky stackability to it you already mentioned that the heat are down about 55 players at this point for the <laughs> roster right, right. the pacers of course are kind of turning upwards they did whip up on our bucks uh what was that that was monday, monday yeah, yeah. It was they, they i mean they handled the box on monday showing, yep. and they're still in contention for the eastern conference playoff spot not a great defensive team. We've been targeting for DFS purposes quite a bit. I wonder with Tyler Johnson, game time decision, uh, Justice Winslow out, Deion Waiters out, we're going to see a lot of Josh Richardson. We're going to see a lot of, uh, well, really Goran Dragic, Dragic, we mentioned before too. Wayne Ellington. Uh, Wayne Ellington, that's a guy also that I have him, yeah. I had in my line, but I took him out. And I still might put him back in by the end of the night. And then maybe a guy like Derek Johnson, who is a minimum price player on FanDuel, listed as a small forward. He started a place on Tuesday. This is a back-to-back situation where maybe Derek jo- uh, Derek Jones, I said Johnson first. Derek Jones, yeah, yeah right, right, is probably going to start shooting guard if these guys are ruled out that we're expecting to be ruled out, and he could get thirty minutes tonight. Yeah, Jones had twenty-eight minutes when he started um, last night. Um, he had twenty-one point five Fanduel points. Nothing crazy, but I mean, he's a f- minimum guy, thirty-five hundred. So that's that's well over value. Um, I, I could see him putting up a lot more than that too, just because there's. I mean, like, like we said, it's 30 minutes. Like that's, that's a lot of opportunity for a guy to, to put up some numbers. So I love that play as, as a, as a complete punt play if needed, you know, salary break guy. Um, but again, I'd, I'd rather wait and make sure Tyler Johnson's out as well. Right. Um, to take that play and and if tyler johnson plays maybe that's even a guy i consider it's as well. an interesting name and on the flip side of things the pacers miles turner we talked about him and how well he did on monday got 23 points in the first quarter against the bucks well now he had an elbow injury on a dunk against the bucks and of course he's now <laughs> doubtful for the game we're getting fast and furious dom sabonis as our likely starting center option and hello sabonis i'm putting you in my lineup i recognize what the heat are pretty good at i i, I understand there's the Sam Whiteside factor and probably a slower paced game overall for both these teams. 
I like that price and I like him at that spot right now. I just wish he hadn't been playing so well already because, I mean, his, pri- his price is already up to 5,900. But, I mean, the last four or five games, he's had 33, 29, 26, 28, 36. So, like, he's he's putting up good numbers even when he was coming off the bench. Um, so I think that bodes pretty well for him starting and, and seeing probably He feels 30 like much plus. more of a double-up lineup as opposed yes. to a tournament, right? Like I, 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 don't, I agree completely. I, I think the price at where he's at 5,900 right now, you can't really go with him on a tournament unless you're building something else entirely from, a, I think, what we're going to be doing. Right, right. But on a double-up, I feel really confident about it. I agree completely with that, yep. Um, let's go over to the Jazz Wizards, another 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. It's a weird matchup. The Jazz, slower-paced team, historically, Wizards, the exact opposite of that. No real injuries to note for the Wizards, but on the, uh, we still have the Jazz. The Derek Favors is probable, but we know Gobert is out. I don't really want to go in on any of the Wizards guys, but I could see a contrarian move maybe utilizing somebody like Brad Beal. I wouldn't go the John Wall route, but maybe Beal could have some interest because I don't think there's a lot of great shooting guard options overall for the slate. And this this game, I don't know. I think you, you spotted on there. It's just it's just an ugly game. I don't I don't see very much DFS usage here. Um, jazz, maybe if a guy like Cephalosha is still super cheap and, and they go smaller, I don't know. I, I just don't see a lot here. Even on the Wizards side, John Wall. We already talked about all the the good point guards that are out there. Wall's not really one guy I'm I'm considering. And Beal, I guess, could be looked at. I, I still think there's probably better options. For the last five games, I'm sorry, three of the last four games, he scored over or around 50 Fanduel points. This about Bradley Beal. So I recognize the risk that comes with paying for an 8,000 shooting guard. But there, again, in my mind, there's Lou Williams, there's Brad Beal, and then there's that's it. I'm not going the old deeper out at 9,600. And I don't really want to go anywhere like Donovan Mitchell or CJ McCollum. So I think that you have to make the choice. Do you want to pay up at shooting guard or do you want to pay up elsewhere? I liked the paying up at point guard. I do have Lou Williams in my lap. We'll get to that a little bit. But to me, that's almost a chalky play. Yeah. If you want to go contrarian, maybe Beal's the way to go. But I don't think he gives you enough upside to warrant that. Right. A little too expensive for me. Yeah. Mavericks, Hornets, another 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. We know Seth Curry and Dorian Finney-Smith are going to be still out with their knee injuries and leg injuries, respectively. Cody Zeller is still out with a knee injury. Nothing new there. I, you know, I think Dwight Howard's in the mix for this, but there isn't anybody I'm really targeting otherwise from this matchup. Yeah, I think Dwight Howard's actually a pretty interesting play. Uh, I'd, I'd be completely fine with him play, playing him, but if I'm paying up, there's a couple other centers up top, like Cousins, exactly. you know, Davis, or, or Drummond, who's up against the Nets that I'd still rather go with. So, um, yeah, I, I'd definitely consider Howard, but I think there's there might be a few better. Howard's at better currently guys. listed at 8,700 right now. Yeah. There's Cousins, Towns, Jokic, Drummond, and then it's Howard. So he's the fifth highest priced guy there. Again, I have some mild interest. I'm not going to probably be using him, but that's the only player that I think I would feel comfortable with from that matchup however moving over to the pistons nets 7 30 eastern time tip off there are a lot of players and we already talked about a few of them that have some interest here john lure reggie jackson both still out with their respective ankle injuries we know on the net side of things demar carroll out that means likely alan crab but that's maybe Carlos levert and joe harris because crab is also doubtful with a shin shin injury and then of course nick stauskas is still a game time decision not a huge dfs guy anyway i love joe harris here and i know you having getting burned by Karis Levert Monday are still somehow some way going back to the well. <laughs> I feel like we're going to, this is going to be the difference between who wins in our competition. Joe Harris getting more of the three point opportunities, more of the looks getting more of the minutes, or is it going to be Levert? Look, I, I consider both guys at one point. I wanted to put both of them in my lineup, but at, at the same time I thought about it again, I'm like, it's gotta be one or the other. I, I still think Levert's got the upside, you know, Harris, did score a little bit more than him on Monday. I think he had like four more Fanduel points or something like that. 
about six more minutes. Um, again, that was because Levert was fresh off an injury. I think they may have tried to limit him a little bit. You know, a couple days more, I I see Levert being the guy that actually plays more minutes. And um, like we said, uh, Carroll was out Monday, but we're also going to be without you know Alan Crabb. So that's that's a ton, a ton of minutes left on the wing. It's going to be Levert and Joe Harris probably starting together there. Um, Here's well, I, the could, thing. I could see the, both, though. The I could. Pistons allow the fifth fewest FanDuel points to the shooting guard spot. I assume Levert's going to be playing that. He's at 6000 I get where he's at price-wise. But the Pistons actually allow quite a bit to the small forward. And I think Harris is a bit of an under-the-radar name. He's a great salary break, but especially in um, DFS leagues that highlight three-point shooting, I love that play, too, because that's kind of what Harris provides. He'll give you a little bit defensively, give you a little bit three-point shooting-wise, and that's where you're going. I, for 4000 I want that all day. And there really, there aren't a lot of options at small forward. I think you have to pay up at one spot or you could most likely pay up one spot. Yeah. Who you want to pay up, well, that's a different question entirely. But I wouldn't want two high-priced small forwards given all the other options that are available. Do you differ on that, though? If you were kind of just even constructing your roster, do you think two small forwards is a good way to go or pay up at different spots, kind of spread out? Uh, for me, I, I think it can really go either way. I think it really depends on the slate. Um, but looking at like the shooting guards on this slate versus the small forwards, um, small forwards, a place I'd rather pay up, um, shooting guard. I, I don't really, I mean, I get Brad Beal, Lou Williams. Those are guys, those guys are up there. I think that Levert, he, he's the shooting guard, you know, and, and Harris is a small forward. So I really like Levert at the shooting guard spot better for this matchup. It's Giannis at 11,700. He is the highest priced player on Wednesday's 11 game slate. Then it's Kevin Durant, who is listed with a game to decision, but he's probable at 10,900 sitting against the Clippers. Jimmy Butler at nine, uh, nine, 9,700 and then Paul George, 7,900. Those are your four highest priced guys. So it either is you go up all the way or you don't. And I think if you're talking about pump plays and you mentioned it already before, I think Harris represents a fantastic pump play. I'm all in on that one. I think that regardless of how I set my laps, he'll be in there come lock time. Yeah. I, I really have no gripes using Harris at all. I think at 4,000, that's, that's a really good play for a guy who's going to see 30, 35 minutes. Moving over to the Bulls, Knicks 730 Eastern Time tip-off. This game, above any other game, is one that I will be stacking. I think it present, presents a lot of different cheap options. I think there's a couple of high-priced guys that come out of this as well that I'm intrigued with. And it really begins and ends with uh, Miritich with an illness. listed as a game-time decision, but he's l- more on the doubtful side of things than anything else. He did travel with the team to New York, but he's not expected to play in this contest Hello, Markkanen, first off. Yeah. But more importantly, hello, Bobby Portis, a guy under 5K at the power forward spot who already does well in the limited minutes he gets. I think that Bobby Portis, another bit of a high upside tournament play, maybe if you want to call it, but I think even in a double up, I feel confident using Bobby Portis in my lineup tonight against the Knicks. Yeah. And this is, we, we talked about this Monday too, how Markkanen's probably not going to see much more minutes because he was already seeing, you know, 30, 30 or so. Um, but you're right. We talked about Bobby Portis. He was 4,500 on, on Monday, put up 28 FanDuel points. So that's, that's pretty good value for that. Exactly what you're looking for. Um, I don't mind the play. Definitely make sure Miritich is out because as soon as Miritich plays, there goes Portis's uh, minutes. I mean, not all of them, but a good, good chunk of them. Um, yeah, with with Portis being injured and potentially being traded, or I mean uh, Miritich being right, uh, potentially being traded, I could definitely see him sitting out. So definitely situation to watch there. I I, I think that that's just it's a no brainer in my opinion, and that's one of those things where I, I we were talking before we came on, and I'm like I really like this slate, and you're like I don't really like this slate. <laughs> this is one of those things I don't know how you can't not use Bobby Portis, and whenever that happens, forever the reason. Those ended up being really bad plays because <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so obvious. Let's do this. Oh, he only gets 15 <laughs> points and gets out in the second quarter right, right, right. or something like that. So I, it just 
as long as everything is aligning the way we are expecting to, that being Miritich out, that being Portis stepping in for the roles, I don't see how he can't return five times the value at his 49 price tag, in my opinion. Right. And Zach Levine also nearing return. He won't be playing Wednesday, but that's one to keep note of as we continue to do this podcast. He's always been a bit of a DFS favorite for me because we know he can do scoring wise, but his athleticism allows him to get more block steals and rebounds. If he's up to prime, if he's really up to speed, so to speak, I think that he will be a fantastic DFS option when the time arises, when he gets off that minute restriction. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what is his price starts out at. You know, I love seeing when, when injured, injured guys come back and they're at like 6,500, but then you have to weigh, you know, how many minutes they're going to play and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, he'll be he'll be a guy that's definitely highly owned in season, or fully owned in season long yeah. leagues and, and definitely something that you have to consider for DFS. On the Knicks side of things, Tim Hardaway is still out, so that means more Courtney Lee. Remember, the Bulls, again, stink stopping the point guard and shooting guard spot. So at 6K, I thought Lee was a little bit too high priced for me and certainly is not a good high upside tournament sort of play, but I I understand where one of you might go with that option in a double up. I'm not going to go that situation, but again, they they do struggle there. It's okay. Again, Jared Jack already mentions a guy I like. Chris Depps Porzingis, I think is also an intriguing name just by the fact that he's Chris Depps Porzingis. That's not like the Bulls really are that great of a matchup otherwise, but Chris Depps is Chris Depps and Chris Depps will do Chris Depps. (laughs) I like that. I like that. I don't know how I was able to rattle it off, but it worked out just fine. And then, of course, Michael Beasley is also a game-time decision with his ankle injury. I'm not really using him, though, with Chris Stapps doing Chris Stapps things. Right, right. Uh, moving over to the Pelicans-Grizzlies, 8 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Anthony Davis, a quote-unquote good chance he sits out Wednesday, if that's the case. Dante Cunningham would get the start. That also means more DeMarcus Cousins. All the other charade of usual guys for the Pelicans are going to be out as well. I think Anthony Davis is going to be missing this game. It makes sense for the Pelicans yeah. to sit him, especially off his injury Monday. So I'm not firing up Dante Cunningham, but I definitely would understand if somebody wanted to do the DeMarcus Cousins route, even with the Grizzlies being what they are. Yeah, you got you to gotta assume Cousins is going to take on the bulk of you know Davis's touches. Cousins, even with Davis there, um, he was putting up 45 and 50 fan points the last two games. So, I mean, I like it. He's I think he's the second most high... Uh, highest you know salary on the night so he's definitely expensive um he sits at 100 below Giannis again 11,700 for Giannis 11,600 for Cousins so he's up there in price and I really love if he was like 10,500 you know get like a nice little thousand break there um the Memphis the Grizzlies matchup actually does kind of worry me a little bit you know going up against Gasol there a slower tempoed um game I think you know I think Cousins still gonna put up 45 50 um but I don't know. That's expensive. That's expensive. That's the perfect contrarian play because I think you'll see a lot of people spending for Kevin Durant. I think you'll see a lot of people spending for Giannis. And of course there's the point guards too, that people are going to go that direction. I don't want to do it. People are going to go that direction. Yeah. You're not thinking Grizzlies and DeMarcus cousins. I think if Anthony Davis were out or I'm sorry, if Anthony Davis were playing, maybe, maybe cousins ends up being even more of a good contrarian play. But now that Davis is out, people are going to be on that a little bit more. Right. I just don't, the upside isn't there for me. And that's what we want to talk about when we're trying to win these tournaments. You want the upside. I don't think Cousins gives you that for as great as he is. Yeah, the matchup is, is what worries me there. And I just feel like you could you could drop a couple levels, get a guy like Andre Drummond at 9,300 and still have you know just as good upside Well, that's there. not even the guy that I want to drop down to, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tease that for a little bit later here. Uh, the Grizzlies, of course, Mike Conley still out. Chandler Parsons out. More James Ennis and Jarrell Jer- uh, Martin. Andrew Harrison is a should play, quote unquote, but less minutes for Mario Chalmers. Wayne seldom from that. Moving over to the Trailblazers Rockets again, we don't know Damian Lillard's stats, but I think that's a key one because Shabazz Napier ends up being probably one of the best value plays overall on the night if Lillard is out. We know that James Harden on the Rockets is still going to be out, Bamute out as well. Nothing really to note from that side of the match, but I don't really think there's many guys besides maybe Trevor Ariza 
that you'd want to use. We talked about CJ McCollum too. I don't want to pay up at 7,500 for him. Yeah. There's guys like Trevor Reza and Ryan Anderson in that matchup where it's like they're low, low mid tier guys that, you know, because they're on the Rockets, it's up tempo. They may score more than you expect. It's they're super in- inconsistent though. So you, you kind of get, um, it's a, it's a give and take there. You know, we saw on Monday, Reza had that big game. Um, for me, I, I had him in, in my lineup, but He's also put up like 11 Fanduel points on other nights. So it's it's super inconsistent there. Moving over to the Thunder, Timberwolves, 8 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Andre Roberson is out. I thought I read a stat earlier today saying that he was the most uh, efficient defender in the entire NBA, which is interesting to me given the uproar that he causes with no offensive skill set, basically. <laughs> so he's not a DFS guy, but one thing to note in case you were interested in using any of the Timberwolves guys, Terrence Ferguson's going to be starting. He had 30 minutes the last time around and got a whopping six and a half Fanduel points or something like that. I thought that was probably the most impressively bad statistic <laughs> I have seen since doing this podcast with you. I'm not sure how. I think I could get more than six and a half Fanduel points playing 30 minutes in the NBA. I'm going to be You'd so be cherry small. picking. Well, that's what I was going to say. Either that or I just get fouled a bunch of times. That just works. Yeah. I'm faking th- uh, six, seven, eight, nine times that someone finally falls for it and flop a little bit oh yeah i would definitely but i don't think that would work you know if i if i if i flopped i think they'd just be like oh they'd be be stretching you out look at that five eight guy just eat the floor (laughs) (laughs) i would be on sports center's top 10 or not top 10 for the whole month i think it'd just be number one through 10 my time there (laughs) i still think i get more than six and a half fan points though i'll give you that all right good i'm glad you that's my athleticism there showing (laughs) that's what it is it's the intimidation factor jeff teague for the timberwolves is a could play quote unquote after his seven game absence that means tyus jones would hit the bench both in DFS and in NBA terms if Teague is out. If Teague is, I'm sorry, if Teague is playing. If Teague is out, though, I'm not really using Tyus Jones anyway, so really it becomes a, a moot point. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of avoiding that situation. If Teague plays, he's fresh off an injury, seven games, that's extended absence. You never want to use guys like that. Exactly. The Magic Bucks, 8 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Uh, Vucevic, Terrence Ross, Isaac all still going to be out. We know Matthew Delvadova has a game-time decision with his reoccurring knee injury. Jerry Parker's close, not quite there yet. And Toledovic is also out. Nothing new really to report for his injury. Moving over to the Hawks, Nuggets, 9 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. All of your, uh, you know, cavalry of big guys for the Hawks are probable. We're talking about Muscala, Deadman, Prince. They're all going to be able to be playing. I think that's an interesting fact because the Hawks allow four more FanDuel points to the center spot than any other team out there in the NBA. And that's not even just one of those in the last five games things. Right. That's been consistently all season. They've struggled. I think Muscala coming back, Deadman coming back for certain adds a little bit to that defensively. But boy, oh boy, dial me up for Jokic as far as the center I want to pay up for. When I see the Hawks allow the most Fanduel points to the center spot, I see Jokic all the way in my starting lineup. I don't care how high priced he is. He's in there. I, I guess I'll give don't it to give you. Don't give me the I guess. I'll give it to you. I mean, Deadman's going to come in there and just and, and shut Jokic down. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I do think that's a pretty pretty darn good matchup, and I <laughs> I'd be fine using Jokic. Uh, what's he? Ninety four hundred. Yes, that's getting up there. It is. I recognize that, and that's and I'm still fine with that. I'm I'm taking him over Carl Anthony Towns, who's two hundred dollars higher. Right. But against the Thunder and Stephen Adams, no, I'm staying away from that. I know that you're talking about Andre Drummond. I get that you're really high and mighty about the Drummond train. I get it. Ninety three hundred. <laughs> I'm still thinking Jokic, and we could just do a side bet right here. I think Jokic scores more than Andre Drummond tonight against the Hawks. I'd, I'd do a side bet on that. All right, side bet. We got we got now. This is like our first side bet of the. This is the, big. This is big, and I really feel confident about this. I'm walking away with a W already. <laughs> I got a good W on Monday against you, and this, and I'm going to get another one right here. So yeah, I, I'm all on board, Jokic. I do I do think he's more of a double up play than a tournament one. I think that there's the upside that he's going to give you is so much so where I think other people are going to be on him too. 
but on the off chance he doesn't do well and the off chance that Dwayne Dedman does lock him down, like you said, I think there's probably some other higher upside plays that you could use like a Drummond or even going down further. So I think Jokic is firmly in the double up category for yeah. me as far as where I want to use him. The last matchup on 11 um, Wednesday's 11 game slate Clippers Warriors 1030 Eastern time tip off. Tio Dosic is a game time decision. If he is out, we see the return of Juwan Evans again, 4,700 on FanDuel, despite doing so well that he baffled Ben's mind on Monday. We know that Blake Griffin will be out, meaning more big minutes for Wesley Johnson. Gallinari, Austin Rivers also still out. On the Warriors side of things, we know Andre Iguodala, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, all probable. They should be full strength. We're still waiting word on if Steph Curry is a little slippage during shoot-around is going to be anything more than a minor tweak. Right. I, I, I'm fine using Evans if Teodosic is out. I, I'm just going to say it. I'll dial back up again. Why not? Yeah, Tidosich did get ruled out, so it's gonna be yes. it's gonna be the Evans show. Yes. I can't. Let's. I'm go. still. I'm still not gonna. I can't. I can't go he's for it. He's 400 less than he was on Monday, and he's dropped a 40 bomb. He got lucky. I, That's just, not a luck thing. I, mean, I get that he's gonna maybe get like 36 thing. minutes <laughs> again. He, he is no, like he'll he'll get a ton of minutes. But for some reason, him, C.J. Williams, and the, oh, both of them had big nights, and I yes. can't I can't see that happening again. I really can't. you're right. I don't think C.J. Williams has another big night, but I think Juwan <laughs> I think Juwan Evans very well could. He's seen 38 minutes and 27 minutes the last two games. That's really in large part because of this. 29 Fando points in the game before his big 43 point bomb. So. Just throwing it out there. Okay. I'm totally fine, especially if we find out that Lillard, Lillard does right. play. I am pivoting to either Juwan Williams or Jared Jack. That's the direction I'm going. I'm not going to go up and reconfigure my lamp entirely. That's where it's going to be. Right. And we do have to address the the Lou Williams card here, right? Yes. I mean, I think he was as chalky as chalky could get on Monday. I think he did okay for what people were expecting. This is a double up play, in my opinion. There isn't a lot of tournament upside, especially given people are going to see all the injuries they got going on. And against the Warriors, too, I don't expect him to get more than 50, like 40 points. And that's right on the average where he has with his 8,000 price tag or 7,900. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's just going to be a super high on type of, type of night for him. I mean, obviously, he's going to start. He's going to see the bulk of the usage. So I get it. I do. He really just hasn't put up that huge of numbers, though. I mean, he's at like 37, 30, 40 the last three. I mean, that's that's decent. But, I mean, he's priced at like 7,900 or so. So, I mean, that's not exactly great for that price. Um, I don't know. I, obviously, I, I get where you're coming from, and I, I'd put him in a lineup um, for for maybe like a double up purpose or something. I just, oh, I'll say. I mean, I've, I've set at least one tournament lineup so far, and he's not in it, and I don't think he will be in it. But I have set a few double ups, and he has been. So that again, yeah. to me, just like Jokic, I feel a lot more confident because I think a lot of people will be on Jokic as they should. I just don't know where the value coincides with how much it's going to be used. Yeah. That's where it goes down to. All right. We're going to get to the Rotowire Optimizer lineup in just a second. But first, I want to get a word from Draft Easy. We know how frustrating it can be to play in DFS tournaments only to be dominated week in and week out by the Sharks and pro players. Did you know 91% of the money is won by 1% of the players? Well, now, finally, we found a new daily fantasy game where you actually have a chance to win. With Draft Easy's Rapid Fire game, all you do is pick which player in five two-player matchups you think will score the most fantasy points. Get four out of the five picks right and triple your money. I wonder if Andre Drummond and uh, Jokic is in there because <laughs> I'm definitely picking Jokic. I'm definitely winning money on Draft Easy because it is that Draft Easy. No salary cap, no math, no competition, just you against the house and Ben. Sign up at Draft Easy now with promo code RotoWare and get a free shot at $50. Check this for RotoWare users. Get at least one pick right and score $20 free. And for January, Draft Easy has a crazy deposit match bonus with no drip up to $100. Go down to DraftEasy.com, fantasy sports, 
made easy. Let's touch on the Rotoway Optimizer lineup before getting to our lineups. Optimizer, it's on board with you on Goran Dragic against the Pacers at 6,500, and also on board with me with Shabazz Napier against the Rockets <laughs> at 4,200. Avery Bradley, my boy, is in there against the Nets at 4,900. Tyron Wallace, nobody's boy, is in there against the Warriors at 3,600. Of course, Daz Yas in there at 11,700, the highest priced player on Wednesday's slate. Paul George is also on there as well at 7,900. Derek Favors, 6,000. Thad Young at 5,600. Your two power forwards on Rotowire Optimizer lineup. And finally, rounding out the lineup, also paying up at center, and it's not Andre Drummond. And it's not Jokic, it's Carl Anthony Towns says the optimizer against the Thunder 9,600. What say you about this lineup? There's some intriguing stuff in there. I, I wish I could use Giannis. I feel like after he puts up such a 30 whatever point game yet on Monday, he's going to explode. You got to expect flex. it. Yeah. Um, Tyrone Wallace is out of this world. I think he had like 19 FanDuel points, which is good for that, that price. Um, but if you're going to go all the way down, wouldn't you rather go with uh, who, uh, the shoot uh, Derek Jones? Yeah, the guy that's going to be replacing likely for the Heat if if Tyler Johnson's out. I think that's the way I want to play for completely down. I mean, that means you have to get rid of Paul George in this situation. But yeah, I would just find a pay up spot for the shooting guards. Right. I, I, I don't see Tyrone Wallace being a guy I really like, especially against the Warriors. There, Avery Bradley. I'm still not a fan of. I well, that's your loss. Um, can't go there. I, I do like Thad Young a bit though. Without um, without Turner, I think that could be a nice little intriguing, you know, lower mid tier guy. Um, Towns again. That's there's so many other centers that that are out there cousins drummond Jokic, i guess um <laughs> that i'd rather have so I, I, i'm probably i'm probably out on the carl anthony towns action well let's just get to your uh, get to your lamp and we'll get to my lamp again we've been kind of running down our lamps to go through and then uh touching on some of the players we haven't already talked about as been doing this broadcast and of course if you want our lamps and if they change mine didn't change on monday it worked out for the better but we'll probably be tweaking things a little bit more um you can follow me at jb fantasy sports and ben at ben man doing work We'll be tweeting on our lineups close to 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Ben, go ahead and just run through your lineup real quick, and we'll touch on some of your guys, <clears throat> Dennis Smith, that we haven't already talked about before. So uh, Dennis Smith is uh, one of my point guards <laughs> going up against the Hornets at 5,800. I'm also going Dragic um, against the Pacers, 6,500. Did you just did you just combine his first and last name? I'm into not sure. One I might super have. name. <laughs> I That's might impressive. Have. Might have unknowingly did that. I like it. We're just going to be the Gordrogic from now on. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's Gordrogic's price again? Sorry, um, sixty five hundred. So nice mid tier guy. Um, shooting guard. I'm going Chris Levert again. Apparently, I can't speak Levert um, against the Pistons. Six thousand. Um, I'm going down to Wayne Ellington against the Pacers. Forty three hundred. Paying up for Kevin Durant against the Clippers. First game back. Ten thousand nine hundred. My super cheap punt play Derek jones against the pacers 3500 i got aaron gordon against the bucks 7600 domas sabonis against the heat um 5900 and then center under drummond like we've stressed many a times yes. today and that's going to be our against little competition Nets. that we have going on today too i'm very Correct. excited for that i do have to wonder you could just simply not pay up for aaron gordon go down to a six thousand guy even down to a five thousand guy like bobby porter's or you can go to marketing and get those minutes and you can pay up for Giannis just like what you're asking to do instead of Durant I don't I don't don't know about that my my big thing here is I got Dennis Smith in my lineup if Lillard goes out I'm gonna pivot down to um, Napier Napier yeah and that's that's and then probably upgrade that um elsewhere that's where you get the honest money from right right okay and then with that savings that's gonna be about 1500 where do you expect to put it on I'm not I'm not asking you to get a player but is there a position that you would rather change with that additional savings if Derek Jones 
Um, if Tyler Johnson plays, I'll definitely switch out Derek Jones and upgrade okay. there for a good, you know, thousand plus. Um, otherwise, maybe even try and, and see if there's something, you know, better at power forward above Aaron Gordon that I can. The, the only issue is that there aren't a lot of guys in the mid tier for the small forward spot. And again, Derek Jones could very well be playing shooting guard for the Heat tonight if Tyler Johnson's out. That's a very realistic possibility. Right. But he's listed as a small forward on FanDuel. And if you were to say that $1,000 savings that you'd get, or 1500 savings, I should say, moving from Dennis Smith to Napier, you get the Giannis up there, which is about 700, but then you only have about 800 to work with at the small forward spot. And that's the issue that comes with using a guy like Darren Jones for as many minutes as he might get. We don't know where we can go up or down. Your lineup is kind of locked with him. My lineup going a little bit differently. And this is the area. This is the only spot that you can go. If you don't want to do the Derek Jones thing, but you want to still pay down at small forward. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Shep, uh, Napier is going to be in there for my lap right now. I'm expecting Lillard to be out. That changes drastically if Lillard is playing, but we'll get to that when it comes. So he's at 4,200. Chris Dunn, we already talked about him, 7,900. Justin Holiday, 5,500. Lou Williams, 7,900. Those are my two shooting guard options. I do pay for Giannis. However, I'm paying for Mr. Joe Harris at 4,000, and that's where you go. <laughs> that's where you go at the small forward spot. If you don't want to go Derek Jones and you still want to pay down, it's those two options, and it's nobody else, in my opinion. Bobby Porras is my power forward, along with Joe Michael Green, another power forward option against the Pelicans. At 4,500, then riding up my center is the better one of the two. Still a great option like Andre Drummond, but Jokic will do better. 9,400 against the Hawks tonight. That's my lap. I feel pretty good about it. I don't mind it. I do. I, I don't mind it. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Green is the the interesting one at 4,500. I don't, I mean, we're expecting Anthony Davis not to play. So that should make Jermichael Green, who doesn't have to go banging with a guy like Anthony Davis, who's so many inches taller, that should help him out. However, even with Anthony Davis playing, the Pelicans allow, I think, the top five most FanDuel points to the power forward spot as it is. I have to imagine that gets upgraded when a guy like Dante Cunningham is covering Jermichael Green, who's much more of his size and probably a little less girth to his body too yeah. I, I like i like that as a under the radar play I, i'm gonna be rolling with him in tournaments i think in a double up situation if you want to pay down too i feel pretty good about michael green as well you're only getting 25 points from him yeah i don't i don't see the upside but i i, I could definitely see him catching the upside 30, you're right and the upside comes with people not using him i okay. think that's yeah. where the upside play you're right 25 30 fando points there's not a lot of upside and i can't envision it any other way the upside comes with i think a lot of people seeing the grizzlies and be like Ugh. I don't want to use Grizzly players. Right. No, we'll stay away. So that's where that's where I like it quite a bit. And the other guy that we hadn't touched on, Justin Holiday, 5,500, the shooting guard spot. That's the one area that if I'm going to be changing things drastically, I'm likely going to be tweaking that a little bit. I'm not quite sure which direction I want to go other than I don't want to pay up for anyone besides Lou Williams or Brad Beal. Not an extra 500 for Chris LeVert? I might have to. Like, <laughs> honestly, I might have to do that. Right now, the way this lineup is set, it's a zero. I mean, there's no money yeah. to play with here. So if if the, the bad things happen and Lillard is ruled active, Napier switching around, there's going to have to be some drastic things that happen with the lineup as, as it is. And I won't be able to get the 500 up. It'll probably be 500 down. So, th- I mean, that's where we're looking at right now. I, I feel really good with what things are set. I'm expecting to not be Mr. 250 for two straight games at least. Um, and, you know, you know, it's good thing. It's going to beat you with Jokic and, and beat you in the FanDuel competition, too. Yeah, let's hope we can get a, a little streak going here. I, I, do, I don't see you winning that competition. I, I can almost guarantee Drummond outscores Jokic tonight. I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of Twitter trash talking going on. <laughs> oh, there will be. There's going to be a little bit of that. All right. Well, uh, a couple notes before we sign off and before I make any more weird noises with my mouth. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to leave a ratings or review on iTunes or Stitcher. We love those compliment boosts, but also it's a good way to get more exposure to RotoWire and get more feedback for the podcast itself. And of course, we already talked 
at length really on Monday about the RotoWire Slack channel going on. All, it's open to it's free to all RotoWire subscribers. You can just email support at rotowire.com. You get in that Slack channel, and it's a bunch of the community along with myself and Ben talking some NBA DFS when we're playing. There's a bunch of different guys kind of tossing things out there, percentages of being owned, I think. A lot of uh, DraftKings action as well as we're talking on there. It, it was a good it was a good thing that we were doing Monday. I really enjoyed kind of just hashing out with a lot of people about the comp, uh, competition yeah a lot of stuff to just throw in there it's, it's gonna be fun right before tip off all those last second you know yeah. should i play this guy or should i yeah. play this you know last night um there's a bunch of talk about a, a bunch of different guys so it's a it's a good chat a lot of a lot of rotowire guys on there as well so you're gonna get a lot of expert uh quote opinions um uh, but yeah there's there's a lot a lot of good stuff on there absolutely all right well that does it for us on the wednesday nba dfs podcast we'll be back again monday i'll be from a i'll be off of a or off a trip though so we'll have more stories about me in new orleans now this weekend this isn't a dentist trip no not a dentist okay. trip thank right. god no just go to new orleans <laughs> for the weekend but i will be back in time hopefully to be able to talk some more nba dfs with you guys uh until then see you later Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.